2023 years in the year of our Lord. The films have been great. They've been bad. They've been mid. But what we do know is that there were films released in 2023. You know what, Trevor? You're right. There were there were raccoons that made you cry. There were noodles that uh, you felt sorry for. There were Nick Cage's in our dreams. There was bathtub scenes from your nightmares. Or dreams, I guess. And I thought The Quiet Place would have the worst bathtub scene in history. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Haywood's Take on Hollywood. We're going to be discussing a year in the life of film. An amazing year in the life of film. I just want to start us off there. A like, juggernaut of film. This was crazy. I'm so excited to talk about it. So we're going to be talking in a way, and we've been discussing this as a crew, not in like a, hey, awards are coming. What do you guys think about who's, who's going to win or what deserves to win? No, we'll get to that. But right now, that future version of us talking about that, they're lame. Those people they're are so lame boring. and they're boring. Today, it's about what we like. And what we're three we love. guys who love movies. We're three dudes who love movies. This isn't, we're not taking into anyone, anyone else's consideration. Yeah. You know, occasionally we'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a very, you know, like maybe we'll bring up a little bit of public opinion. But the majority of this conversation is about what we liked in film in 2023. Of course, at the end, we'll also be discussing a little bit of 2024, what's to come. Again, I said it last week, we don't have a ton to say about it other than yep. we're anticipating. So that's kind of be just kind of thrown in at the end, um, you know, a part of a new year. Maybe, maybe, and I talked to the, to the boys a little bit, some resis for ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, what do we want to do? You know, what, how many movies maybe, or like what, t- you know. For those of you who aren't uh, cool on the street, a resi is a resolution. A, a, a resolution at the beginning of a year. Sometimes people, you know, you know make them. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, I didn't think about that. Resi's is, <laughs> is just the best. Um, speaking of resumes, uh, <laughs> which is what resi really stands for, um, or a reservation, actually. I think the most times I've used a resi is like, do we have a resi? What about the Razzies? Who are going to win the Razzies this year? What on earth is that? Do you not know what the Razzies are? They're the opposite of the Oscars. Never heard of it. Where like the worst movie wins something. Like sometimes oh, stars show up like and they'll like accept it. Yeah. Mm. Pretty, pretty sweet. There's some people who have an EGOT, but with a Razzie. So it's a Regot, which is pretty sweet. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I'm, I don't think we're allowed to say here's that. What, here's what I think we should do. I'm just, someone will just randomly say a film from the year. We'll just, we'll talk about it. What if we. And then. What if we steal from my favorite podcast and 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 do it where we kind of count down our top whatever work up to one and work yeah, up to one and and then the there's, issue... there's going to be clear overlap but then we that's when you just talk about the thing. okay yeah sure you know what I'm saying do we do five or ten or what ten all of us ten yes that's the whole episode that's yeah you know the and then we'll, we'll get into some other we'll stuff. have a lot of overlap anyway okay probably at least fifty percent overlap I'll go first. For your 10 slot or what? For my 10 slot. Great. Just for just for kicks. My 10 slot is the killer. Yeah. 
We watched that. Was it just you who came over? You and yeah, I have not seen this movie yet. Uh, uh, Fincher? David Fincher. It's yeah, we watched it with Markel, your wife, yeah. and Casey and Sarah. Yeah, I, I get why I could forget that Casey came as well. Um, so here's here's what my, are your thoughts on the? Here's killer. my thing about it. Uh, upon first watch, I was like, I think I gave it a three and a half. I was like, that was like pretty good. It was very, you know, maybe not quite to the heights of Fincher, and and I still believe that. Um, he's got some bangers out there, but. The more I like, kind of sat in it and marinated in it. I loved Fassbender's performance. I love that he's a flawed protagonist, like antagonist, protagonist, whatever you want to call that. Um, and then just yeah, just thinking of like the different um, types. You know, he gets in different scenarios. One of them just like a full-on battle in Miami, and other ones with Tilda Swinton, kind of a little more like subtle, and just kind of and then just like the whole beginning. Like, there's a lot of like fun set pieces. And then just with the Smiths playing the whole time in his ears, he's just such such a psycho. I just really came to like enjoy the character, and so I've kind of I was happy to have this, even though yeah, I have it now as as a four star. Um, and I don't think it'll go past that, but I don't think it'll go below maybe three and a half again. But yeah, I really enjoyed the killer, David Fincher, twenty twenty three. So the killer to me started out great and ended quite lackluster was the movie what you expected it to be a david fincher unfortunately film no the killer unfortunately no that's what i've heard the first half was was that and then the second half he takes a totally different direction yeah he didn't take a direction almost i don't mm. know i just didn't it, it seemed like it was working up to something that could have been special and ended up mid mm. i'm excited um, to see it to be the tiebreaker i think the the voiceover monologue throughout and a lot of re- repetition in what he says very well done once again the makings of fincher-esque very good greatness movie greatness but ultimately will this be in my top 10 far from it what would be Trevor, if you, you don't mind number me number 10 asking, all right I, I would love to know what your number 10 1 2 3 4 5 Asteroid City would probably be my number 10, which is, once again, a little disappointing considering he's my favorite director of all time by a long shot. But West, in a great movie year. Wes Anderson. But when, that just, yeah, it proves how great the year was. Asteroid City was just among the more Wes Anderson films by Wes Anderson. So Wes Anderson. He, he flew too close to the sun with his Wes, with his Wes-ism. Um, that being said, incredible set design. So cool, so fun. Great cast. Insane cast. The story was weird, and maybe I would say one of the flaws was how little you care. I don't know. It seemed like the stakes were low. I, I didn't mm. I wasn't invested mm. in in as much say Grand Budapest, Moonrise Kingdom. The investment wasn't there for me as much. The entertainment was there the whole time. Yeah. And the detail, the attention to detail and just how perfectly crisp everything is, the coloring, the lighting. Everything you expect from a Wes Anderson film. So it's great. You know, that's one that we went to as like a big old family. Um, I I know mom took a few naps. Um, This is a movie that gave me a little bit of a nap. Was not my favorite Wes Anderson. Um, but I, I'm excited to rewatch it because uh, I'm seeing this on a lot of people's lists for their favorites of the year. And for me, it ended at a three star, uh, which is about as low as uh, 
a Wes Anderson can go for me. Yeah, that's other pretty, than I love dogs, but we don't talk about. That's her. pretty dang low. Um, I talk about I love dogs. I love I love dogs. I think that the cast of Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jason cast. Schwartzman, you know, everyone in it is great. I I could Margot have done Robbie. without the entire subplot with Edward Norton's director guy who playwright, whatever, yada yada. I think that's pretty central to the entire point of the movie. I think I would just take it out. Yeah, I think it it kind of struggles. Maybe not. It maybe I struggle. It's probably the better way of just like the layers to it. Sometimes you get a little the shrekisms in the, in the, the onion into the onions of it all. Um, but very, I mean, it's Wes Anderson. It's going to be good. Yeah, I and yeah, think... I'll like it. I'm I'm certain I'll like it more upon rewatch. I'm certain. Like Jeff Goldblum yeah. having like a claymation alien and saying one line is pretty great. That's pretty great. Um, it was very Trevor. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I I am excited to rewatch Asteroid City. Um, my number 10, I was not going to include this, uh, because it's not traditional. It's not traditionally a movie, (laughs) but I would be totally serious, totally betraying myself. No, it's a movie. It's a movie. I'd be totally betraying who I am as a human being. If I did not mention the best theater experience I had this year, uh, which was the era's tour film, Taylor Swift. Um, I was going to include this as an honorable mention because it's not a classic movie, but it is the best theater-going experience I had. I was standing up, scream-singing with a bunch of my friends, and uh, it was a great time. I uh, made friends with the middle-aged women behind us before the movie and warned them of what was about to happen. Um, How would you rank it among the Glee concert that we saw in theater? I refuse to answer such a offensive, um, You're right. ignorant question thank you um watching uh if this was a concert podcast boy would i comment on that era's tour but it's not a movie it is a film <laughs> um and i love the concert i saw it in person you did um little flex i was on like the floor it was great you know we were at the rain show that was delayed and went till 1 30 a.m in tennessee what a flex swifties you're jealous i know it get wrecked it's, that's true. He was on one of the best nights of the tour, but just watching our current version of Beatlemania uh, actually in real life was really cool. But then getting to watch it again in the theaters with a lot of people who didn't have access to it earlier, uh, just an artist at the peak um, performing for three hours straight um, as like a musician voice teacher. That is bonkers. Um, no matter what effects are on someone's voice to even get through a show like that while uh entertaining like that is absolutely amazing so had to include that as my number 10 and i'm excited to talk about real movies for the rest of my list you know what just keep going give us your nine we'll go back we're gonna snake around we'll snake around okay um we'll see if this is on any of your lists yeah obviously again we won't have to go through i'm sure we'll have some overlap i don't think it'll be on your lists uh my number nine is salt burn no no (laughs) i heard uh this is a movie i watched just this week um and it's a movie that will stick with you. Um, there's disturbing imagery that will live in your brain um, for better or for worse. And uh, I just think that this movie is uh, so well acted by Barry Keoghan um, and Jacob Elordi and Rosamund Pike. I mean, just it, it goes on and on. Um, it has some issues, I think, with the plot and what it's trying to say. I'm not really sure, um, yeah. but it is 
viscerally entertaining, um, incredibly disturbing, and definitely worth discussing. Uh, so I think yeah. everyone should, well, everyone who can handle... No one should watch it. <laughs> everyone who can handle the disturbing stuff, um, both sexually and otherwise, um, should watch this movie and then have conversations about it. Cause it's I'm going really to... I'm going to put this movie on blast. Um, But first, I'm going to quote my wife's cousin, Seth Merrill. He is on Letterboxd. His review is the closest thing I've found to how I feel about this movie. Kind of feels like it's nudging you in the side the whole time for validation going, isn't this so sick and twisted? (laughs) Isn't this so depraved and sick and gross and sick? What kind of brain could even come up with something so vile, shocking, and backwards? <laughs> Look at this little freak. Look at that disgusting thing. You must be shocked, aren't you? And I'm like, can I just watch the movie? That is so funny. That's accurate. That's but how I, I feel. like it. I gave it two stars because, and oh. solely because it was well shot <laughs> um, and I guess acted. Um, it was beautiful to look at. You're right. And the acting was stunning. But I kind of think it's my least favorite watch of the year by a long shot <laughs> i think uh that if you jake like this movie i think if you watched the talented mr ripley have you seen talented mr ripley I have not seen it you'd be like oh okay i mean maybe not. maybe you'd still I would like see the reference this. point that it was actually making and then yeah i i think that one just kind of <clears throat> maybe landed the plane a little better but Maybe you like Saltburn better, but I don't know. For those who don't want to do Saltburn but want to watch another one that is, you know, pretty highly touted from like the nineties or whatever, Talented Mr. Ripley, very similar vibes. Mm. But much not not as much sexual as much as the kind of the goal of the characters. Interesting. So if we're snaking, is it me now then? Yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. This is my eight as well. Um Finally, some content for Ninja Turtles that matches how cool the IP is. I feel like if you go back and watch TMNT from like 07, it's so cringe and horrible, and it, which is sad because it was awesome when it came out. And like the 90s ones, despite their charm, once again, are ultimately just kind of dog water. 90s cartoons, though. Cartoons, I, yeah, sick. I'm talking it's, movies. This is the first time since then that it's this really is the been first, true to that. The first Ninja Turtles film where it's like, okay, this is giving them just the quality they deserve from like a writing and story. And animation. Yeah, and oh my gosh, the animation is so good. The art style is amazing. The voice acting. Everyone looks so simultaneously gruesome and horrible but beautiful at the same yeah. time. Besides the turtles, they look normal and good. Um, yeah. they're actual teenagers a huge and like young point. teenagers, like yeah. 13, 14 age appropriate. They, they voice act acting. like it. They sound like it. There was a lot of improv um, um, in this recording. It as was, well. it was directed by Jeff Rowe who did like Mitchell's versus the machines. He also worked on gravity falls, which is hilarious. Um, I loved teenage mutant Ninja turtles, mutant mayhem. I thought it was so fun. I smiled throughout and I just think the concept of, teenage mutant ninja turtles like we think of that as such a normal thing because it's like oh yeah it's the ninja turtles but if like if you were to go back when that didn't exist and someone's like hey man that's the pitch i'm gonna talk i'm gonna make a a group of four turtles that turn into ninjas what are the what should you name them let's name them after the renaissance artist 
and make them like teenagers who love pizza and so they're in the sewer. Their family would all be turtles, right? No, there's a rat who raised them, actually. <laughs> like, the thought of that is so absurd, and that's what makes it so good. Yeah. Um, the brotherhood was felt really hard in this film as well. They actually seemed like they were all brothers. And I feel like they actually understand what teenagers are like today in 2023. They're making references to like animes. Like that's the cool thing now. And that wasn't as much the cool thing in the nineties. And so it's, it's updating itself to speak to today's teenagers and and the young teens. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg as producers and writers. Great job. Post Malone, little cameo. What more can you ask? my child, uh, Makai, loved this once, and he's four, three. He's three. So it's like all all the kids can love it and kind of a new generation of The of no TMNT diggity lovers. scene. Dude, my kids, I, I listen. I get to listen to Annie Up with my kids. It's so sick. I get to listen to Annie Up in my kitchen and dance with my kids. Wake up in the it's sky. So the, you know I'm super oh, fly. Yeah, you that, know yep, I'm super Kai loves fly. that. So good. Can we kick it? Y- yes, yeah, can. yeah. Can yeah, we it's kick so good. It? Soundtrack great. Soundtrack so all around, good. just enjoyable, right up our alley. Yeah, great movie. Shot, um, it's up. back to me. I I realized um, I was going off of my my lame my lame list earlier when I mentioned um, Killer is ten. Killer is actually my number eight on my updated like. Your this favorite? is just for me. Mm. That my my ten before was just like you know including other like how I view them as like maybe awards or like how they sh- you know. This is the best period, a little more objective. This is no longer objective. Killers moved to eight. So I'll go back to my number 10, which came way far down. Love this movie. I'm not trying, but it, for me, it's Barbie. Barbie's yeah. freaking great. So yeah, I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, yeah. I have it at like number three or four on my like actual list. But for my, for me, Barbie's number 10. First one that we've done an episode on this year. True. We don't need to go crazy. You're but we right. can still we still got to talk about it. If yeah, we're going to yeah, talk about the course. year, we have to talk about Barbie and yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. And it's cool how it did. I think what I want to mention about it right now is, you know, it's cool that we get an IP thing that, you know, most of the other ones, you, you hear one, it's like, oh, Substance. they're just going to make this movie because people recognize what it is and it's going to be trash. But this was given... To Margot Robbie and Greta, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. And those are two people whose hands it belongs in. Yes. And so because of that, it, it was it was well made. I would, add, I would also add Ken to that list. Um, Certainly, though he wasn't as much involved in the, in the creation right, of it but, as, as, as much as he But he took it on and, yes, and, he, it, and he owned it. It would it. be less without him, him having that role. But he like accepted like what they wanted they from presented. him. And he's like, this, I'm going to go all the way full bore with this. I think he has like a daughter or two. I think he wanted to like yeah. do it for them too. And so I think that's what I really wanted to hit home on this particular talking. Again, listen to the whole episode. But like it's just so they cool that something good was, was correctly handled. Yes. Which is just kind of rare. It is rare for an IP. that, And it could have just been funny. Or it could have just been for kids. Or it could have just been meaning like. Or the opposite. Yeah, not funny. It could have not been funny. It could have just been about feminism. It's, yes. And it could have been for adults. But it was great. And it would have been fine, but it did all of those. It things. did them all well. Trevor, is this on your top ten of the year? It is. Yep. Where, where would you put it? I was gonna say it next, so that would be uh, just after. So your number seven. I would actually put Ninja Turtles above it. Sorry, it's well, funny. Sorry, I was looking at my rating. I would probably actually have this at the ten in my personal favorites, but I'm with rating. I was doing my rating top ten. Right. Yeah. Mine's so yeah. So 
I don't know. We will ten. at the end. We will re- we'll say our list yeah. order again so that it's not as. Confusing. And I think it would be fun to just talk about other movies that aren't in our top ten that are worth mentioning. But yeah, we'll and Barbie was um, also my number seven. So yeah. we've we've gone. <laughs> Trevor did my. I've done my ten and nine, and then Trevor did my eight, and Sean did my seven. Okay, so I'm gonna do. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Um. This was the second best superhero movie of the year. It would yes. have been the best if it wasn't for the juggernaut of Across the Spider-Verse. Which we'll talk um, about shortly. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I thought, you know, MCU's kind of going into trash. And who knows? Like, Guardians 2 was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the first. I Still very enjoyable because the characters are great. And yes. James Gunn is fun. Guardians 3 which I thought would be worse than both of the first two is like the best to one. me on par with the first one, which I think I like is a very high par. That's like a, a hole in one par if you know. And so you know, it's a golf analogy, Sean, you get it. So par, like you'd have to get a hole in one in order to make par, right? Not to make par, but to be on, to equal somebody. Par is in golf. There's no par one. But there is – Guardians is, though. That's the thing. That's... Is Guardians is. <laughs> so um, just so filled with great, great uh, emotion and whether that emotion is sadness or happiness or, you know, just the feeling that life goes on, kind of seeing the Guardians break up and do their own thing. Um, it didn't feel like they were just doing it because, oh, we can't pay the actors to do another movie. Like it felt like it was meaningful and like had a reason for it happening besides just oh we don't want to make a fourth. Um, I think that the um, it is cool that amongst a bunch of trash currently, which is what we're getting with with Marvel, frankly, and, and DC, Aquaman, and DC, and yeah, kind of all of it. Um, I think we're on the edge of it, so that's good. But um, amongst that, you can get something that does explore characters so well, and especially like after, like it's like the, it's I think the only thing you can really do you know given the amount of movies they've been in besides just their two yeah um kind of where it's like post if, if you do anything else with them just like go on some other random adventure it would be maybe okay or like it would be you know maybe with the second it one it's kind way. of at best but in order for it to break through and be better it, it did have to explore a little character and and i think that it did that i think definitely bradley cooper's best work of the year <laughs> woof um <laughs> <laughs> made me feel more emotions than both, Maestro, both happy and sad than Maestro ever could, and he was a raccoon while doing it. Um, I get that. This movie, my favorite superhero for a long time was Moon Knight. Not many people knew him. More people know him now because of the Marvel series. This movie finally tipped Rocket over Moon Knight. My favorite superhero is Rocket Raccoon. That was the review I did is, hi, I'm Trevor, and my my favorite superhero is a raccoon. He's he was just, the lead of this movie. He's so funny, but dang, was that just a powerhouse. Like, this raccoon was cooking, dude. Yeah. He saw Rakakuni and raised it one. <laughs> uh, he had to outdo Rakakuni. Uh, James Gunn, as director, um, so good. is going to be leading the next phase of... Uh, DC. The DC. Well, mm. the new phase. It's a start over. It's a, uh, hey, Rebrand. we've seen how competent James Gunn is when he's in charge of something like this. Let's give him all the DC. Because he cares. 
Praise the heavens. I watched The Flash this week. I was like, what? please, please stop. Yeah. Sounds horrible. So Guardians 3, we love it. That's a, that's awesome. Um, my number... I'm, I'm to my number six already. Um, this is a movie that I went and saw this week in Salt Lake City um, because it is not widely available for people to see. Not on streaming, not in local theaters. Dumb. It is in art houses and in major cities right now. Fart houses. And... Fart houses. <laughs> and I just went to the movies by myself. And it was very enjoyable and fun. And I got Wait, myself what a, movie was a small little popcorn. I saw the movie Poor Things. Poor, Poor Things. things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's kind of shocking to me that it's this low. Um, but it's just because of how crazy of a year we've had. Um, this movie was th- one of the best things I've ever seen. So it's like, it's so crazy. Uh Emma Stone stars as Bella Baxter. It's kind of a, nice. if I had to describe it to people, uh, a feminist Frankenstein movie <laughs> um, about freedom and what we would do without societal expectations. Yeah, I I thought it was firing on all cylinders as far as set design. Yeah. I thought makeup and hairstyle, acting, writing. Yeah. Production, cinematography. This is directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. All very, 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 very well done. All deserving of accolades. Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe. I didn't care for just, and I'm not even saying from a moral standpoint, all the sex. I wasn't. It was just like, at some point, not enjoyable. I was bored by sex scenes because there's 30 minutes of it, and like that's a lot of time. Yeah, and at some point, you're like, I was looking at my phone. Like at certain parts, not because of how, how abhorred I was by the sex or anything. It was just like, this is getting kind of boring. Like there's a whole 20 minute section where she's like a prostitute and spoiler. It's just, <laughs> and it's just almost boring. I'm sorry. It just, I think that is, uh, I strongly disagree. And, and that's fine. Right. But that's I, I great. gave it a four because it was firing on all cylinders. Could have been edited better as far as. It, it just runtime. And it dragged, yeah. Just runtime. This this movie Mark Ruffalo was so fun. Willem Mark Ruffalo is hilarious. Willem is the goat. He's my favorite actor and he, him or Ray Fiennes, but he's just so good. Yeah. This was uh excellent. Think, Sean? Sean, how do you feel about this? This is really sad. Cuz it it's too far away. It's in Salt Lake. It's in Salt Lake. Sean hasn't seen it yet. And I have little children and I haven't seen it. Yeah, so I'm you no, but you should be excited because I've seen all the freaking movies. But you should be excited. I haven't for seen this one, one. So and I'm you'll excited. see it before award season, Def- which is yeah, really when the time be... Oscars come around. I'll I'll give my take. The only people who have this on their top ten list are people who are like Depraved. film bros, oh, <laughs> or like people who are like in the industry, or just like obsessed. Like you would if you didn't have kids, like me. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So speaking of which, I was looking at Sundance. It was like four grand for like all of the like you have like all the access to all the shows, or whatever. I was like, one day, someday we'll do it. Someday. Yeah, we should do it somehow. I think you could already get like I think ten something. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Go yeah, two hundred fifty bucks. Poor split, things. Split that. Watch eight movies. I don't know. Poor anyway, things. So before we, I guess we don't really need to go in order as much as like let's just kind of get to our lowest number. I have a number nine still. Yeah, I've talked to my so, 10 through 6. So I'm going to give you guys some time before we I start talking about my Yeah, top so let's five. just kind of get through our, our, our lowest numbers, our highest numbers. I'm going to go Dream Scenario is my number. I nine. was about to mention that too, so good. What number is it for you? I don't know. I haven't. I'm just I'm going off of my 10 and above. You're on vibes? Yeah, I'm, well, I haven't really numbered mine. Dream Scenario. 
for me was a blast because of one Nicolas Cage, who my review on this was screw it, put Cage in my my Rushmore. Wow. Which, is, which Jake doesn't like Cage. Jake doesn't like Nick Cage, which is crazy. which is like disliking Lamar Jackson like, or like why? Willem Dafoe or like just like cool. Yeah, Lamar Jackson or Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, why would Who you hate you? either of those? And it's just like I just find him so off putting. That's so crazy. To me. And and I uh, you should go I watched <laughs> you, should, you should go off putting. <laughs> I love that. I do too. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was that one he was in last year? That was like the the extraordinary weight of yeah. unbearable talent. Um, oh, I fell asleep. Literally, it's so good. I hated it. It was I just a Nick it. Cage oh. movie about being Nick Cage. I'm just trying to get the mic out of Jake's yeah, this, hands. This um, podcast is pro. The Nick rest Cage. of Dream Scenario will be discussed by Sean and I because Jake <laughs> hasn't even seen it. That's true. Um. I would say most um, cool premise of the year. I loved the premise. Um, just the, from like a, hey, here's a premise. Yeah. You There's a me. random guy who's just a dorky professor, and everyone in the world has starts, dreaming, starts about him. dreaming about him. He's in their dreams every night. Chaos ensues. Yeah. You know? He and his character, just from the very beginning, it's oh, not yeah. even like a character evolution. It's just like who he is. He's just an, it's so fascinating. He's like, he's I don't know. I'm just special, I guess. Yeah. And just like the way he talks. His delivery is he's like so good. One. He the couldn't best. have done better. No. Um, it's a very emotional film, once again. Very much a comedy that yeah. gets slowly and slowly more dark yeah. and kind of sad. It does lose a little steam for me in Act 3. Yeah. Act 1 and 2 I think, were like, I was like fully expecting a, a five-star film. Yeah. Kind of fell a little bit slow down I, for me I for someone to I a four-star. Um, I kind of liked how it kind of, I don't know, a lot of, that life has a lot of funny moments, but for a lot of people, it can take sad certainly turns. yeah it's not so much that it went sad it's right. just kind of yeah i don't know i the, think the i gave it a four and a half decision making and yeah i, I thought it was just such an intriguing watch just the whole time glued to the screen when i saw it i'll say this it's films like this that i'm that i'm hoping our podcast like because like we don't need to tell people about barbie and oppenheimer and all these big huge and it's like I want more people to see just this, like, kind of like B level, like not so much as as far as quality is, just as much as like popularity, popularity, marketing, and just like there's so many good movies that come out every year, and like yeah, cool premises, and you know, and you get a you, whether you like you know yeah or not, there's different movies that do similar things. Dream scenario. And it's so cool that we just have movies like Dream Scenario. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. Okay, what's the next highest number anybody has? Um, I have seven. the holdovers. Holdovers at seven is where I'm at. Um, holdovers is my number four so. yeah holdovers i think is my number five or whatever mid of my 10 um mid no no yeah, i'm I so glad you fixed that <laughs> it's not mid by um means. i think it's an instant christmas classic i'll probably watch it very often on christmas time throughout the rest of my life paul giamatti just incredible wonderful plot it's just about a professor who stays at a boarding school with a punk kid who also has to stay because his parents are trash and then their friendly cook and the <laughs> and the cook and she did great she'll probably get an get an oh don't say get an award oscar nom no ah! but but i can say that because i think she deserves it and i would pick her for it i think and it's kind of a unexpected moment. and i just think the holdovers is so pure and good yeah it's I, one of those like yes it's rated r but i would 
not feel bad. I told mom to it. watch it yeah, and just watch it without some yeah, bombs. It's just the swearing and that's it. But it's just such a wholesome story. The music is so good. Yeah, I agree. The, sh- the way it's shot, like in a seventies film, it's the, the classic. They don't make them like this anymore, and, and it, they, they did. did. They made one like and they this. they the homage to the seventies. Like they also had like even the the the. I don't what? Logos yeah, the logos at the beginning were stylized in the '70s fashion. Well, and I think there's there's hints of uh, at least from a theme standpoint, some of the our episode recently of Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Oh, and, absolutely. And, uh, and the sweater society. Yes. It's kind of those same. Obviously, you know, you get some boarding school and and mentor figures. So obviously, it's gonna. It there's feels gonna be shades like those, of those movies. Um, and to have that with Paul Giamatti in the Christmas setting is just so much fun. And it's perfect. Tune in twelve eighteen December eighteenth. It's on our. It's on our. Schedule. It's on ours. I, I, We're nothing if not scheduled out. Everything that Trevor said is my favorite thing too. <laughs> Every day is my favorite color. Uh, I. <laughs> I I thought that it was an instant classic as well. I'm going to watch it every year. Paul Giamatti. What else was I going to add to this? Um, <laughs> I will say this. The debut, the debut acting movie of freaking yeah. Dominic Sessa. He, if you look at his letterbox, there's one other movie and that was added after. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Rumors 2021 has like one view. So Maybe I don't it's like even a student film or something. Some student film. This was like his real acting. Oh, there's debut, nine. There's ten reviews, and he crushed it. So, um, I, yeah. I just shout out to him. That's a big thing to do, and he did it great. It was for me. I hadn't felt a lot of the Christmas spirit this year, and then I watched it on uh, the 23rd of December. Yep, that'll do it. And it was the one. Yep. It was. It just. It made me cry. Yeah. Uh, home Alone. Watching this movie. Wrapping presents. It was. Uh, a pretty perfect moment for me. Yeah. Speaking of perfect moments, you know what's a perfect moment? What is? Godzilla minus one. <laughs> what a perfect moment of cinema joy. Jake, did you did you see? I did not. This is mine. This is you. You have poor things. Uh, I have Godzilla. This is the. I'm. I have to tough. see it. I think there's another one that we're going to get to. Godzilla is better. It's just out. even crazier. Godzilla minus one is my number two. Godzilla minus one is so good. It ripped so hard. Okay, so let's talk about this. Godzilla minus one, it's a Japanese film. It's in Japanese. We had English subtitles. It's about post-war Japan, right after World War II, Godzilla attacks. So hence minus one, because they were at zero with the war. Godzilla comes around Brings minus the one to the neg. So just the first of all, Godzilla's dope. He's awesome. Dope. He's a giant lizard. Pro he, Godzilla. he looks incredible. The CGI is outstanding. It's just so good. That all aside, put that put that aside. Which usually you don't in a Godzilla movie because that's, that's usually the, the point. The story about this, about a kamikaze pilot who is shamed because he didn't kill himself for a war that they were already losing, which you can't blame him, of course. He's like, we're losing this war. Why would I just take my life? Well, and it's the rest of everybody kind of like dealing with that. Everyone dealing with it. The fact that they all honor death more than life. Yeah. They think that it's more important to die. They're facing that as a society post-war. While Godzilla's attacking, he builds this family with this eclectic group, this baby and this woman, and just the the growth that he goes through our main character 
and the the acting chops of all of them so good i'm dying to watch this movie i especially because i know godzilla was made as literally a metaphor for the like atomic bomb like i just feel like it um it, it sounds like it's it's placed perfectly in history it yeah uh, one of my favorite fun facts on one of my podcasts that i heard is that this budget was lower than paul blart and mall cop <laughs> oh well i want to go ahead and bring so trevor just pushed aside the godzilla which was, Talk about Godzilla it was now. cool to do that. I'm bringing back God freaking Zilla. Dude, he was sick as far. He shows up in the beginning and he's like nascent. And then by the end, he's just like fully, fu- fully forced. And like, there were, I'm not joking. This is going to sound crazy, but there's like a good 10 minutes of, of time. This is Jaws. It's doing yeah. literally Jaws yeah. and not, not in a bad way. I'm saying that like it, he, felt it is like on Jaws. par yeah. with Steven Spielberg's. 1970s I know it's so good and here's the thing too these modern Godzilla movies Godzilla versus Kong and like all these you know with Millie Bobby Brown or whatever they kind of make him like a protagonist in a way they make him like a protagonist where it's like oh Godzilla like he's bad but he's gonna defend us from this bigger badder monster or whatever it is no, he's Godzilla. He's here to Wreck destroy yeah. and claim his like territory. Specifically to come and destroy. Yeah. yeah. And like this movie doesn't give him like that weird like you're rooting for him, which I don't really like. I think he it should just falls be, flat whenever that he happens. should just be a monster that is destroying things and he's a yeah. problem. He's yeah. a problem. Oh, he's a he's capital Shaq. P. He's prime yeah, Shaq. He's Shaq in the paint. He's prime. He's a yeah. problem. Yeah. And so just how well they did this movie. It's got yeah, a 4.2 no right. out of 5 average. It's in the top 250 on Letterboxd. It's so good. I hope this one's still in theaters like today. In theater experience was insane. So good. That's the number 6 rated popular. Like I have a list of, you know, the most important. Uh it's number 6 of the, the 2023. Of 2023. Yeah, just so good. Can't say enough praise toward Godzilla minus 1. I gave it a 5 star. I have a four and a half, but it could very well be a five star. Screw it. I'm seeing it tonight at 1030. Please do. Absolutely. You should. Dude, it's like, please do. Like, and, and I think especially in the theaters. Dude, and Trevor sent me a poster on 112. Maybe, yeah. maybe you should just They're going to release it in black I don't know and white. If, yeah. And I think it'll be even better. No, it looked the trailer. I was like, this might be Yeah, I saw yeah, the trailer. I was like, that looks beautiful. Okay, I'll wait. But I don't know if that could be a Salt Lake thing, too. Oh, you know it I'm could saying? be. Like, I don't know. I Okay, yeah. I'll have to look at seats and and, and everything. Let's but I vibe. literally might go see it tonight. I'm yeah. so excited. It's one of the best movie. movies of the year. Oh, what number was it for you? Number two, two for Sean. Where was it for you? Four, Four for Trevor. Um, I have a number six still. Mine's five. So yeah, you go ahead. At number six, I uh, love, and I love them all. And Trevor can't talk. It is John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, John Wick is amazing. The first one is good. Is, no, it's great. It's a great, like, doing exactly what you think John Wick is going to do. A dude getting revenge, shooting everybody in the process. Two and three and four then, like, go into his world, like, kind of his, like, assassin world, and, like, and builds out this, like, cool, I don't even know, like, like hierarchy of, of and it just, like, and everyone's kind of buying in so hard. And then you literally don't get better production design and, like, and, like, action set pieces 
in all of film ever and especially and i think four does it better than any of like it's the it's it's peaking it's not like i've heard that people like this more than the original and that's from people that love the original yeah it's not tailing off in a way and and it's it's literally just like getting better every time and so um john wick four i don't doubt that it gets better i think um i hope that it does because it would be fun to enjoy them i thought the first one was very disappointing but that doesn't mean that you know second through four might get just doper and doper i think it's i think we have a semi coming up so Um, we'll we'll watch it this year for the first one and then maybe you can watch never seen a john wick film personally i jake have never seen uh, they're great john wick yeah that was my number six you said you have a number five i do have a number five and i'm certain it's going to show up on at least trevor it's going to show up on trevor's list not sean's (laughs) this is oppenheimer uh trevor where does this sit for you uh, it sits at my, my number 19. This is all hard. I've been mixing up like objective and subjective. I would have to redo it. Okay. But as far as like second best movie of the year, that's second best. One of your favorites. One of my favorites, probably top five favorite second best. That's where me. I'm at. That's, that's almost exactly where I'm at. I'm, I'm saying top three best movies of the um, year. And it's my number. Oppenheimer five. is so sick. Christopher, no- I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is gonna piss Say Sean it. right off. Say off. it. I think I right said it already. My favorite Nolan. I'm dude. There. Oh my. I'm so not even, <laughs> not even because I don't like Oppenheimer. Just because there's so like the other ones are so. Freaking dude, this great. one. Okay, though. Like, Oppenheimer. Wow. I saw this twice in theaters. I saw <laughs> yeah. it once in regular theater. I saw it the second time in IMAX. The oh. only IMAX movie I saw this year. Dude, it Worth is it. so good. Like the sound and the the freaking explosive, the infinity, the fact that they don't use CGI in this movie. The, what the end, dude? With yeah. just the, the mic drop, the biggest mic drop of the year. Like, yeah, you're joking. You're joking. He's like, I believe we did, and you're like, chills, just chills over your whole Terrifying. body. This so movie is scary no, and today. And that's the thing is it's actually It makes like, me scarier in my life. No, it's like Oppenheimer makes us all realize the gravity of war and bombs. And what in a we way have that already. In a way that I haven't before. Yeah. Right? And it's just, I mean, give him, I'm going to say it. Give him the Oscars. Give him the Oscars. Give him the freaking him, Oscars. I don't, I think it's going to win Best Picture. I think it should win Best Picture probably, except for Across the Spider-Verse and my own personal little thing. But- I think Oppenheimer was just so good. Like Barbenheimer, what a time. That was that was such like, a time. Yeah, Barbenheimer itself like revived theaters even more. Like there was COVID and then like you know, people were still coming back to the movies after and it was kind of getting healthy again. Barbenheimer just completely like movie sales in general since Barbenheimer yep. have gone up a lot. And there's a reason why it's because TikTok and all the, you know, social media, Barbenheimer, it was just perfect that neither of them budged. What a crazy thing. That Great decision made it so much better. And it made movies more relevant and yeah. more people go because of them. And I think it's all because Margot Robbie wasn't going to move her movie <laughs> or something like that. There's yeah, something about her, her just being like, I know I'm not going to move it. And then I haven't seen buddies. it yet, but variety does actors on actors. I know. Killian Murphy talks yeah, with, with Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie. And I think we should watch that should tonight watch because that sounds very interesting. And They're both brilliant. It. Yeah. Killian Murphy just delivering a, a career best and like performance, the black and white, like, mixed with the color and like yeah maestro did that but and 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 
But like <laughs> Trevor hates Mike. No, Stroll. I'm just. I was just watching that today. And I was like, uh, a lot of movies. I don't know. Maybe more movies than I think think do the whole black and white and then color thing. Oppenheimer did it right. It was so. Good. It did. Emily it Blunt so showing good. up a little bit. Emily Blunt, great. Florence Pugh, RDJ. Great. RDJ, great. So great. This and, uh, Matt Damon. And uh, yeah, he was great. You know, this I, movie's just packed, and it's everything you want it to be. And hobby. it's a technical achievement that only Christopher Nolan could accomplish. World War II is just an interesting time, and there's Terrifying. so many good movies about it. And it's just this including is, this is up there in the ranks. This Godzilla, is up there, right? Minus Godzilla one. minus one. Sean <laughs> says it's the best World War II film of the year. Which I love that. Honestly, though, I love Godzilla minus one so much. I don't even like. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I mean, it's so Oppenheimer, good. man. That was my number five. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I can't wait to give it a rewatch. I've only seen it that once. All right. Um, Sean, what you got? I, I, I must, I think I don't, I don't know if I've said on the pod that I did rewatch it and it, and it remained the same for me. So I'm sorry for everyone who likes it. It's on my, it's on my top 20, which is like good. I'm no, I'm not sorry for any, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for me too. I genuinely am. I'm not, I don't argue because. Yeah, because I want we, to bring you guys down. And it's I literally a, want know. all movies to be great. I just didn't do it for me. Yeah, it's all right. It's a biopic. Number five. Now this is my probably my most controversial because everyone hated this movie. Controversial, but it's Napoleon. It's Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Everyone hates it. I don't honestly know why. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting. De- uh, uh, a really interesting like d- dive into his character study. Character, a character study is the word I was looking for. A character study on Napoleon. Uh, his muse uh, had a lot of, and I liked her in it. What's her name? But break it down. I literally can't remember her name right now. Anyway, she did great. I saw her in Mission Impossible today. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she she did great as Josephine. And that was all all great and dandy. And if it was just Vanessa Kirby, Vanessa Kirby, who I, Josephine. Like, who I like a lot. Um, and that was all, all, all dandy. And that's like, oh, I would have given it like a three and a half, like flirting with four. Um, but the battle scenes were like some of the best things I saw I think, on screen this year. Um, there was, there was the original, like one of the, the first battles that he, he was kind of in charge of. There was like a siege. It was a very like, almost like frankly, uh, Lord of the Rings esque, kind of like a like a almost like yeah. a, you know attacking the castle and him, you know using his maneuvers. That was like like really good. But the best one I saw was was in the the winter the ice in the ice and um, the cannons they shot and the fire and the ice and the all and it was just some of the most beautiful like thing like filmmaking I saw of the year. And it's just a freaking dad dude movie. And it's I such love, a dad movie. Like, if you look at like when I read my 10 again in order, it's like, okay, your top eight are dad dude movies. And so it's like, of yeah. course, Napoleon Joaquin Phoenix, of course. I mean, come on. And he's, yeah. and he's doing exactly what he always does, which is yep. the best job as whoever he's as some, a nuanced, as a character. weird little dude. He's a weird little dude. And he's doing a great shout out. Bo is afraid, which was this year. I'm sure it's not oh, going to be mentioned on our top. It list, will not but be, but it was a fun, interesting movie anyway. And so Napoleon was just, a, a, I had a blast with it and I, you know, and so again, I'm way against everyone, but I have to be true to myself. I watched this top movie as movie well for me. Trevor hasn't seen this movie yet. I, right. You haven't seen this one. Yet? I haven't seen Napoleon. The runtime has kept me away as well as just other movies being more of a priority. Yeah. Two and, and a half hour movie, two hour, 40 minute, uh, that, 
I think not just the runtime, but the runtime combo with its average rating and historical. It, it, you it just there's other movies I've had priority. I'm gonna watch it. You should see it. Soon. It's worth talking about because it probably doesn't the moment do, it digitally releases. It doesn't do what you think it's gonna do. Um, for me, it didn't land. Um, I just feel like it tried. It started to explore things, and it didn't. Uh, and it didn't. Kind of fell flat. It it did. Uh, to me, but um, I think what it was trying to go for was really interesting. I would just like to see what I would consider a fully realized version of that. Sure. But I'm I, I'm excited that this movie exists, especially right that Battle of Austerlitz. I only have two left of my ten, so whatever you guys want to say until then. I have three left. Okay. Um, my, uh, I might, I'm going to save my number one. Um, but this one might be a number one for either of you guys. Um, my number three is killers of the flower moon. Yeah. This is what I would consider to be the number one best movie of the year. Me too. It's my number one on before I updated my list. It's my number one, like just yeah, Best, best. movie. And that, and that includes my liking. Of course. Too. I love this um, movie. Um, but it's my number four on this list. And it's number three for me. Trevor, where does it sit for you? Because I'm sure it Sorry, will. Sorry, Sean is smoking a fat cigar while so we're much. recording. He's so just... he sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Um, <laughs> I'm celebrating the year that was. <laughs> um, Killers of the Flower Moon, Scorsese at his finest. At he's, his finest. He's great. Leo's just a complete idiot who's also very good. And then what I would consider the highlight. Leo's character, I'm Which saying, would be Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone crushing it. Robert De Niro crushing it. Jesse Plemons crushing it. Just an absolutely tragic, true story. Just completely something that we, you know, deserve, I don't know, to see on screen with Scorsese. Wonderful directing. It's so long. It deserves every minute of your time that you spend. It's so good. It was incredible. Just watch it. It's heartbreak. It's uh, yeah. It's all the things I said. What do you want? The the one thing I will say that I want to mention is how awesome the freaking baseline is throughout oh, three fourths of this film. Yeah, you're gonna hear a boom, 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 and you'd think that would like get annoying, but it like just became more and more it awesome. Just tension. And yeah. it was so good. It was so well done with that little score baseline yeah. throughout. Well, and I think that score kept uh, kept you locked into the fact that it was just so barefaced, which I, yeah. I loved about this film. It wasn't like, oh, and three quarters of the way through, we realized there's a bad guy. It's like, oh, no, these guys are all just terrible. They just from suck. The, from the very, very freaking beginning. Yep. You're not confused. Nope. You're just slowly walked that way, yep. but you know what's happening, and that thumping just like keeps you in that tension, and mm. then to see it happen, just like play out the way you were like you're hoping it's not, but you know it is, and you're hoping it's not, and so you just you're just left with this like sense of like, just like I don't even know if it's it's not dread, it's just this sense of sadness, probably honestly grieving, just, yeah. And 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 I said coming out of it, and it's you know you're, you're it's a little different because you know Schindler's List has. You know, there's like, it's like, oh, it's so cool what this guy did. So it's like, he's doing a good thing amongst something bad. And this is just like, oh no, it's just all bad. But it had those same, like, that was like a similar long movie in a tough time in history where a group of people are oppressed 
by other people. And it's just so heartbreaking and it's not something you want to like rewatch and just like yep. revel in. Though I did see it twice story. in theaters. Dude, that's crazy. Jake. Yeah. In the same week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I know. How did you come back? This is that? maybe one of the, I think this is uh, up there for the you best. Christmas. The yeah, best movie I've ever like, seen. Yeah, um, it is. I, I want to read just a paragraph of my review, which was very long, um, but I think it just summarizes a lot of my thoughts. Um, uh, this is about the almost ending, and I'm not going to uh, spoil. I'm going to skip any lines that say what happens, but stories are important. Knowing our history is important. True crime is often a bastardized version of a painful history for entertainment. Scorsese knows the position he's in to tell the story, a legendary white filmmaker who can make a big budget movie and sell tickets. And I think he honors that position by telling an unflinching, ugly story that needs to be told. The ending makes fun of the audience. We're there with the popcorn, ready to be entertained by real tragedy, but his movie does more than simply entertain. It educates us, makes us feel sick and angry, and forces us to look at our own history through the eyes of real people, not two white women on a true white true crime podcast who sip wine and talk about grisly murders like their celebrity gossip. Uh, this was genius. The Osage are living, dancing people today. May we learn their stories, not just of pain and oppression. May we learn the stories of all our land's first people, maybe even from their own mouths next time. This was breathtaking. So I said those exact words as we were exiting the theater. I think Jake just wrote them down. Um, those are all my what? thoughts. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, no, I spent a while. I was very review. astute when I said that. No, um, stop it. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go a little over today because it's a whole over, year. Um, We're talking about a year, people. Calm down. Longer episode. Um, um I, I have my number one ready. So I'm excited for you to talk about your number one. I think let's it's my number it. two. So, Trevor, you should Spider-Man talk about across the Spider Verse. Now, ra- born and raised a superhero fan, right? It's a it's a soft pitch to me. Um, that being said, this series is on another level. Um, the Spider Verse series is up there in quality with the Lord of the Rings. To me, it is up there in quality with any series Star Wars. Uh, it's higher than that, even. It's um, higher than any of these for me. It's it's one of those things that we are lucky to be a part of, to be the age we are to see them. Yeah. The animation is just, it speaks for itself. There's no, you. There's nothing I can say that you don't already know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, watch it now. Um, I want to say quickly about the animation. Yeah. I just had this thought. It's like, it created a new tier, I think, of animation. Like, yeah. if before the number one was like Toy Story coming out with Pix- you know, Pixar's style of you know, three D. Right. If that was like, okay, that's the new S tier. I yeah. think this literally just like cre- like brought it ha- up. Like, yeah, it's like, boots, it's like what's happened with my turtles. Mo- the movies I've rated over time. It's like, okay, I just have to move some of my favorites down because of five star movies that appear. Yep. And I think this did that to animation. It it's said, just- "Hi, Disney, you make beautiful, gorgeous, yes. heart heartwarming." Yeah considerate films yeah. that all look exactly the same yeah. for yeah. the last 10 years. Yeah, or more, yeah. And we're going to make this an S tier, a higher tier. And what they've done is they've taken a character that everyone knows that's been beat the sh- out of in movies. Like, we just have so much Spider-Man content. Like even concurrently. But it doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter because nope. this is the best Spider-Man content by far. By far. 
and I love Spider-Man. Other than Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Plus. Right. Except Shout for out that to our sponsor. Um <laughs> just an absolute cliffhanger. So glad it was because I'm so excited. I am for the so next excited. Movie. It's gonna be the best movie of next year too, or the year after or whenever it comes out. It was the best movie this year. It's so good. The soundtrack is bazonkers. The story is bazonkers. The character development is bazonkers. It covers everything. It covers it covers emotion, humor awesomeness everything relationships within families families race you name it it's there it's amazing it's the best movie of the year both my favorite and i think best overall objective it is slander that this won't be in a in a best picture nominee it won't be because you don't think so it won't be i think it has a chance it won't be in best picture i think they might because it's animated and they're fools and they're gonna put maestro in they're gonna put they're Listen. gonna put salt burn in. It deserves Spider-Man is better than those by millions of miles. Trevor's Spider-Man turning so bright good. purple. Uh, yeah, I I agree that it's better than those films. I think the thing that the Academy might not reward is that it's the second of three yeah, movies. I think, it, I think it'll might, Return of the King. It might Return of the King with the third movie as long as they land the plane, and I know they will. They will. They will. It's it should be it should be best Trevor's picture scary. of that year. I bet it's twenty twenty five. Well, I don't and think and I think release. just along you know those the, with the characters and the animation. I love that was like my favorite little touch on this one that was even better than the first. That it had a little more leaning into like into the variants of like here's uh, Gwen, here's you know their their animation Spider-Punk. styles would would be yeah Spider Punk, and they did it a little bit in the first one obviously with noir and you know you go on, but it's just like this one really it to the in. next and, and, level. And seriously, yeah, like. I think it even they just went like across the, the Spider Verse. They for went this across one. the Spider Verse, and when he went to the Spider World, and there's a hundred, so many, probably more, probably like five hundred different Spider Men. It was just the coolest shit I've ever seen. It, it is like it's just so. And cool. imagine when they go beyond the Spider Verse. We won't know what to do. In number three, I'm so excited. Uh, <clears throat> excellent choice for your number one. Again, that's Sean's number three and number my three. number two. I still have my number <clears throat> one. Um, do you have your number two? I have my number one. You have your number one. <clears throat> Uh, you can do yours if you'd like. Um, I will. However, I wanted to quickly say before we get to those, I made this cool little spreadsheet that you guys don't know about unless you guys have looked on our spreadsheet. Nope. It's the fourth tab. I called it, as it stands, the Hey Woodies. These are a certified four star for the three of us on that. If all three of us have it as a four star, then it, then it, then it, or higher. Then a, then a movie qualifies for a Hey Woody. I love that. And so our <laughs> and I like five, a Woody. I like our a good five Woody. films as it stands. There's going to be some change over, you know, as people as people see more of them, um, or as we change our minds. Um, but our current five are Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Um, and so those are the, the Hey Woodies of 2020. Certified. I think we'll do a pod on this specific topic. Um, That'll be coming fun. up in the next little while. We'll talk about going back past years and kind of where it stands. But five is actually really good for kind of our, our recent our recent history. Yeah, I'm excited to explore more into what movies over the past years. Um, I think Godzilla would probably be there. I think other ones would be in there if, if one of we've us, all seen yeah, them. Once yeah, once we've all seen them. But yeah, just incredible, incredible year so far, right? <laughs> and I have a ton of honorable mentions. Yeah, I have same. a ton. Oh, same. 
um, but get to your. It tops. was one of the, and I think um, even though there, are, I think are some years that have more than five. Um, as as we watch more, yes, there will be more added to our list, and I think these five are higher than most of our any yeah, of our tops of really other high years. Highs, this yeah. is such an amazing year for cinema. Sean, what was your number one? My number one film <clears throat> for my personal favorites is a film entitled The Iron Claw. Yeah. I love The Iron Claw so much. <laughs> it's a five-star film for me. There's only 72 of those out there for me, and one of them is The Iron Claw. Um, when you, It's funny. You, you see what it's going to be. Like You hear about it. You're like, okay, Zac Efron is going to be doing a wrestling, professional wrestling movie, and you're like... Sounds like a mid-tier dad movie to me. Mid-tier dad movie. But by gosh, if it's... First of all, sprinkle in A24... Jake hasn't seen this film, so sprinkle in A24. It's A24. Yeah. This See, is that's how you get my attention. You know what I'm you, saying? You weren't selling it to me right. Any premise, no, I'm saying any premise, even if it's not what you like, if it's A20, if A24 did Oppenheimer, I promise you I would have liked it more. Anyway, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but so you sprinkle in the A24, and then you just have a, a human, and especially this, a brother story. Yeah. The, this, the wrestling is 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 a moves the plot, but it's kind of secondary to the to the to the brotherhood, and probably tertiary to the so it's probably third place to the tragedy. So it's just like it's just so rich. It's so rich, rich, rich in, and then probably it's probably even the fourth theme is wrestling is because the third one is probably parenting. Like, yeah, like bad yeah. dads uh-huh. to- and five toxic masculinity. Right. So it's just like it's, it's not all about these wrestling. things, and wrestling is just the vehicle by which it's yes, exactly. which is dope. But here's the thing: it's not like the wrestling's bad. The wrestling's dope. It's sick. And Zac Efron looks like the Incredible Hulk. Luke Ferrigno. I'm not. Even I joking. think that Zac Efron should certainly be nominated for Best Actor yeah. for this performance. Think, yeah, which is he has one of my favorite. performances. I'm talking Troy year. Bolton should be nominated for Best Actor. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't even be mad if he won, honestly. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. I couldn't see. Yeah, I thought the Iron Claw was very, very good. Super emotional, extremely sad. The feel bad movie of the year. Yeah. And just and good though. No, and I know. Good too. I know. Yeah. The the end scene, which I don't want to spoil because yeah, that one does not. hit super definitely hard. Not. Oh my god. The last few lines are just yeah. the last two some some right. of the yeah. best. Once again, that last few lines is up there with Dog. the Oppie line. Just I agree. so good. That's, when you said the Oppie thing, I was like, Yeah, Iron Claw. The only other one came to my mind. I loved Iron Claw. Yeah, I think I think uh, one Zach of my Efron, honorable mentions. Zac sure. Efron's going the way, in my opinion, of Pattinson and and Stewart. He is, and kind of a he, the child star, but turns into like, Oh wait, I have money, so that doesn't matter anymore. I'm gonna go- do good shit now. And this is that. Yeah, this is I thought he was great as Ted that. Bundy. Honestly, huh? yeah, I liked him in like his funny roles too. You know, obviously, right? Like with, sure, uh, Seventeen again, yeah, Neighbors, Neighbors, all those were fun. But now it's like, okay, now I'm gonna do some art stuff. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. This arc. is another one. He's one of my childhood crushes. Perfect. And uh, I bet he won't be in this one just because he is so. Yeah, he's not attractive so in the jacked. pictures I've seen. It's not and attractive face, to me at all. It looks really different. Yeah, but. And I will it's say rated R because of how ripped he is. Yes. Because ch- people under 18 should not legally no. enter without an adult present because of how shredded. Shrekt. Not shredded, yoked. It's the Zach Efron thick, is. Yeah, he is the jacked. most 
like muscly. It's like disturbingly shredded. It, that's so, genuinely. I was taken out a couple of times from the film because I'm like, of how this guy should is. not be this. That is so funny. Did he do that himself? Did he? Was he trained, or was any of that uh, added when? Post- I, I heard that they all ha- had their own training regimen. I'm that's sure it's crazy. He's, he's juiced to the gills, but that's beside the point. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. And I will say, the needle drop of Tom Sawyer in this film—that was like if we're if we were to discuss, I think we're gonna run a little too low to like get into like favorite scenes and stuff like that. But that might be my favorite scene of the whole year. year. So, and I can paint that picture without spoiling anything. It's like the, Tom Sawyer, the the musical brother, p- puts on a record of Tom Sawyer. Today's Tom Sawyer. I don't know the words. So that comes on and it like, and the, the one brother like turns around, he's like getting, he's like doing his like bench press and then it like cuts to them in this, in this, in the ring and as brothers. And it's just like, this is cinema. cinema. I, like, I can't, like I'm telling you, it was my favorite, it was my favorite scene of the year. Yeah. I'm excited. Anyway, to hear that's it. my number one. And I'm excited to see it. Please go see it. I bet this, it. I bet this will be a Hey Woody. I don't know, but I bet. Sweet. I bet that will be, and I bet uh, Godzilla will be. I would be shocked. Do you guys? Godzilla. I I haven't mentioned my number one, and I think you guys have seen it, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yes, okay, Trevor is right. I was gonna have you guys guess to see if if you knew what my number one was gonna be, and it's uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Great movie. No, uh, it is kind of similar Cocaine to last there. year's pick for me. Uh, just how it made me feel. This is Past Lives. I would have guessed that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Past Lives is uh, a movie that came out this year. Accurate statements. Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> type it in so I can. Past read. Lives is a movie that came out this year. Anyway, so my honorable one mentions. of the movies. It was a movie that came out this year. Uh, it is directed and written by Celine Song in her um, uh, film debut um, as a director. Um, I'll just read a premise. Uh, Nora and Haesung. Two deeply connected childhood friends are rest apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. 20 years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. Um, that makes it sound boring. Um, and I'm sure that's no going to be No offense, kind of is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's the review of my brothers. Kind of um, is. If, I'll be a, I give it four stars. This oh. movie, uh, the reason it's my number one favorite movie of the year is because of you and your after sons and your an after son after son. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a reason it shows up on a lot of people's lists, um, and it's just I guess they're people like me. Um, this movie, I yeah, was, go ahead. I was gonna say it's the number four rated on Letterbox as yeah. far as like it's crazy. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I just don't even. Mean, Trevor well, is like, this is what? really good then that we have a, a, a softy like me on this podcast. I think uh, because I'm just providing a different perspective. Uh, this movie is such an exploration of destiny and uh and what ifs and um i (laughs) i'm not very good at just speaking on the fly about things that i'm so deeply passionate about which is why i sometimes will write a review if i really really feel a special way about a movie um this is one of the last things i watched this year and here's my review on letterbox it says the one that got away what if we worked out in another life but not this one what if we work on work in this one and not in another what if we work in one phase of our lives and not in another? Are the connections still valuable? Um, my last line says, also, this is a very good case for threesomes and polyamory. Um, but <laughs> um, I, think that, I think it's deeply profound uh, in that sometimes people are right for you in certain circumstances. Um, 
and more than one person could be right for you, but you have a choice to make on what your priorities are. And um, I agree with all that. That was the strong suit of the movie for me is just how like the relationship between them is so special, but it's not the right choice. Yep. And I think that's a, yeah, but is it? And, and that it is explored and we won't, we won't spoil the ending. Yeah. I just, I do think it was very intriguing and, happens very often to many people where there's you know just people in your right person wrong circumstance right or wrong person right circumstance because like anyway i thought it was very good in that regard yeah i think uh there might it slow at times the the final scene uh, i guess the second to final scene uh, the really big uh one shot Mm -hmm. is my uh iron claw ending no, what was the movie that you said you loved the ending on so much? Oh, it was The Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is my, I love how it ends. I sobbed. Um, I think it also hit maybe a certain way uh, because I'm a person who's gone through a divorce, uh, who has deep love for my ex. And uh, we've actually like been talking a lot recently, which has been so fun. And um, we've been like FaceTiming and it's just really cool to see someone I care about so deeply. Uh, Jakob Fund. Yeah. That I'm Shout not out. supposed to be with. Does this, he listen like, to this? Um, no, <laughs> he doesn't. What a schmuck. I know. But I did tell him that it existed uh, last week. So he's like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I just, and I love uh, all the characters in this movie. I love the husband so, so, so much. He's such yeah. like a cool guy. And there are so many cool details in this movie that make it feel so real. And anyway, I just... It does seem very real. I'll get, yeah. It feels I really think that real. that was another strength, is it felt very grounded and real, and and the whole exploration of of the one that got away was... Yeah, it was great. It's starring... Um, Elizabeth Anderson. What? <laughs> yeah, that's Trevor's childhood crush. <laughs> no, no, really, because... Anyway. What could have been? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Greta Lee stars as, stars as Nora, <laughs> and Tao Yu as... Hey Sung and John Magaro as Arthur. Um, I'd never seen any of these people in a movie. Um, yeah, because I haven't seen Carol or The Big Short to see John. Um, but so you've named your number one. You've got your number one. We've got our full list. We've done, right? named so our lists. We'll post them on Instagram. I'll clean up mine as far as my personal favorites rather than just what I think is best. And you know what? Screw it. I think we should just let's just name some favorite moments. I don't think we should even. Like, go on about him. Let's just say the moment and rapid fire because I think it's fun. Okay. Um, DK rap in, in Super Mario Bros. It was great. I would um, like to add the um, bathtub and grave scenes in Saltburn. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say the slap in the face at the end of Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, Creed 3, Jonathan Majors' abs slash body slash how shredded he is. Yep. Um, monologue by America Ferreira in Barbie. I'm going to go Miles facing himself in uh, alternate universe right after you figure that out. Dungeons and Dragons when she turns into like the insane owl creature and just goes batch crazy on the villain like just absolutely tears him apart. Um, when they make the dessert in holdovers and eat it and light it on fire. I was just gonna say Jubilee, yeah. the the best handshake in film on the on the holdovers. Yeah. Where it's, what does the the letterbox review say? Like the closest it's ever a handshake has ever been to a hug. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Jennifer Lawrence attacking teens naked on the beach in No Hard Feelings. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, and I really, really want to. Um, the Trinity sequence in Oppenheimer. I was going to say the entirety of John Wick Chapter 4, but specifically the end where they're going upstairs to his final uh, duel. The stair sequence of that is some of the best action I've ever seen in my life, but I could say literally the whole movie. It's insane, beautiful. Um, the visual effects of the creator and just how they look, the AI people. Um, I would like to add the casting of Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Um, and uh, for my theater people, the humor of theater camp. I'm going to say the, the mirror scene in May, December, where they're like, she's trying to like copy her and she's teaching her about the makeup. That's insane. Like, it's so cool with the two great actresses. Um, Chicken run Don of the nugget, the insane Scottish accent that the purple chicken has that you can only know what I'm talking about. If you watch, I would also like to add in May, December, just the performance of, uh, the husband, um, uh, Charles Melton. Um, who is known for Riverdale and is showing up as a real contender for best supporting actor. I'm going to go Glenn Howerton. I I forget who he is in the movie in Blackberry Blackberry. at the end when he comes in screaming because things didn't go his way because he Dennis, he wrote it. Dennis dude. Insane. Um, Willem Dafoe's burp bubbles and poor things. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Intrigued. Talk to me as a premise um, and an execution by oh. two former YouTubers. The song in Talk to Me, Lamont, the. I'm going to go the the stunt work from Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, specifically the one that we've all seen, like in the. I'm pretty sure it was in the trailer, but where he jumps off with a motorcycle. I'm pretty. I'm like 99 sure he did this in real life. Like jumped off a cliff with a motorcycle and then base jumped like with a with a parachute. And it's a sick part of the movie too. And it's like this is beautiful and sick. Like cool. It's Tom Cruise. Come on. Um, I'd like to add Rachel McAdams' performance in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Mm. Uh, she was lovely. Um, I would add the new FNAF trailer. <laughs> No, the whole the whole weird phenomenon that is the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, movie. Yeah, what the heck? Oh, I had one. Along uh, with that, the whistle edit of uh, Josh Hutcherson on TikTok. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if we already said this, but when Superfly shows up, we said the song. Yeah. But when Superfly shows up with his crew mm. and they're super actually just cool. They're so sick. And they're just like... And like my son like loves it, and it's just so cool to see like the the bad guys that I played with their action yeah. figures appear, and then to like experience that as the Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. When the woman in Cocaine Bear puts her mouth to like the stethoscope oh. thing and says "bear," <laughs> uh, Rachel Zegler's live singing in Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'm trying to think of the wonderful. Story of Henry Sugar, the short film on Netflix, Wes Anderson. If that was a full-length film, I think it would have been even higher than Asteroid City for me. Really liked it. I'm going to go the uh, the almost sex scene slash sex scene from Dream Scenario where he's in the corner. And then and then they're like, <laughs> and the way she looks at him, it's just so funny. Um, the conducting scene in Maestro in the church. Yeah. Uh, just 
absolutely stunning. And uh, the needle drop of the West Side Story prologue. Yeah, to add to Sean's the fart come fart combo. Oh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say all of, uh, what's her name? Our girl. All of Mia Goth in Infinity, Infinity Pool. Pool. All of it. The entire thing. I can't pick any spot because it's all just like, I guess maybe like second act into the third act where Ish gets crazy. The father reveal in Bo is Afraid. Oh, gosh. I thought of that as well. Marshawn Lynch in Bottoms. Just so random and funny. Just the humor in Bottoms in general. I'm going to say the part that my wife laughed the most at this year to the point where we had to pause the movie was Jennifer Lawrence coming out of the ocean naked and beating up. Oh, you already said that one? No, I was looking at my... Dang it, you're right. The first one Trevor Okay, said. sorry. I, but then I, I guess my comment is Markel laughed so hard that yeah. she like, was cackling and crying. I'm sorry. I missed that because I was thinking of mine. Um, the music and visuals yet again in The Boy and the Heron. Um, just having Matt Damon and Ben Affleck back together for a fun movie about shoes. When Flash enters the... <laughs> No. no. What do they, they call that? That is being. What do they call that on the the Oscars of the the Will the Will Smith slap year? Do you guys remember that? Where they, the where well, yeah, that year there was they did a like montage of like the, oh, the best things. The, oh, what, what was they it call called? It? Yeah, the Flash. Cycle I remember or Flash enters. And why did why was that number one? Yeah, it was so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> but not that. Definitely take it or leave it. Um, I would say also. Fool's Paradise, while ultimately being garbage, there was a lot of fun from Charlie Day. I think he's one of my favorite actors. Um, Trevor and I's uh, movie theater experience in Wonka, in which the dialogue was somehow mixed incredibly loud and it was painful, so we put napkins in our ears. I just wanted to... There's not so much a specific scene. Well, I guess I know, I'll say the scene, and it's a movie called Rye Lane, um, and it's where she shows up and pretends to be a girlfriend to get him out of a bad spot with his ex. Mm. And I think that was like the high point of the movie. And that scene was really great, but overall the movie was really, really good. Um, the boy in the heron, Robert Pattinson's voice acting, which yeah. was actually crazy. And I didn't, I thought it was Willem Dafoe for most yeah. of it because of how gnarly he, I didn't know Robert Pattinson yeah. could sound like that. He must've learned on the also set the of the little, White House. the little like things that the flow. little guys, the little guys. you always have to have little guys in the boy in the heron um, peaches. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm going to go with uh, Molly. Hopefully you didn't already say this when I was looking at another one. When Molly Gordon in theater camp, did we already say this one? He just mentioned the funny movie. I was, I was just going to say where she, where she makes up a song and then it ends up being, you know, well used later. And it's just like that combination is really, really funny. Really good. Um, The super laid back, funny culture of Samoa in next goal wins. I thought it was really just a lot of the humor. I think hit hard in that one. There's a line in Poor Things, and I'm so sorry. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but she says a line that says, we are our own means of production. Uh, we already said, okay, we already said that, that we already spoiled that she she is a prostitute in this movie at some point. And someone says, you're whores. And she says, we are our own means of production because they're like also talking about communism. And it's really funny. I think that's all I got for our just fun moments. I mean, there was obviously a bunch in the movies in our top 10, but I just thought we'd mention some. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Any others for you guys? 
good movies. Dare we talk about 2024? Or should we almost? Just... I have one. I have one more that I didn't get mentioned in my top 20, and it's called They Clone Tyrone. Mm. I think it's on like Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, with Boyega and uh, Jamie Fox. Um, I don't know if I have a specific scene from it, but I shout out that shout out that film. I also wanted to mention just really quickly uh, before we go to 2024, some of the ones I haven't seen, which may, might replace some of the ones on my top 10 if I see them. Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Priscilla, The Color Purple, Anatomy of a Fall, Godzilla Minus One, The Iron Claw, The Zone of Interest, and The Taste of Things, which I think The Taste of Things is getting a, a, a theatrical release in 2024. Yeah, I hope I hope that uh, next year is as good as 2023. Frankly, looking at what we have ahead, I'm very skeptical that it will be, uh, to be honest with you, and I'm sorry to say that. And it's a good thing that our movie, that our podcast is usually about movies that aren't contemporary. And so... I we- kind of... Maybe not disagree. I think 23 will be better, but... I don't know. When I was making my list, I was like kind of surprised by how many. I just think most of the good ones will be sequels, and that's uh-huh. fine. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, Dune Part 2. That's the number one with the bullet, obviously. Right. Um, Nosferatu will be awesome. Robert Eggers, Vampire. <clears throat> I've never heard of Mickey 17. Kung Fu Panda 4. Mickey 17 is Bong Joon-ho. Ever heard of him? Parasite. Oh, I'm excited. That's Pattinson, Bong Joon Ho. Come on, Stop. that's that's like for me, like way up there. Oh, um, that's gonna be incredible. <clears throat> yeah, when I was going through this, I realized that there's a Ethan Cohen movie coming out this year, yeah, Drive Away Dolls, which that can't go cool. wrong with the Cohen Cohen brothers. Furiosa. Film. Have we mentioned Furiosa? Gonna be a great. Mad Max saga, starring <clears throat> our girl Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Uh, there's a movie called Love Lies Bleeding. Which um, there's a movie called Saint Maud that I saw that was like batshit, and uh, and she's the one who directed it. But it has uh, Kristen Stewart as the as the lead in that one. I'm excited by by the prospect. Kingdom of, that of the one. Planet of the Apes is going to be one that I, I I know that's a beloved uh, series. Um, I'm excited personally for Inside Out two. Inside Out two is coming out. We got Paddington in Peru. We got Wicked. Which we'll see. It says part one, which I'm not thrilled about. But there are two parts. But it's starring literally my favorite singer of all time as Alphaba. So I think we're in really, really, really good hands. It also stars Ariana Grande. We're having, we're getting Zelda Williams, uh, Robin Williams' daughter is going to be directing a movie called Lisa Frankenstein, starring Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse, which I'm excited about. Um, we got Deadpool three. He's finally joining the MCU, and he's going to completely make fun of it the whole time, which will be great. We have an A24 Civil War film, a modern Civil War, which should be interesting. There's a movie called Spaceman. So the, the director is the guy who did Chernobyl, which is one of the best uh, series I've ever watched. Short, uh, What do they call those? Mini series? Limited, limited series. series. Starring Adam Sandler and Paul Dano and Carrie Mulligan, Whoa. which is like banger alert. I'm very, very, very excited to see Lady Gaga in yet another movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Joker fully ado. I don't know how to speak French. Yeah, I don't either. Did we already say Challengers? I don't think we Luca did. But Guadag- that's, is that Zendaya? Yeah. Luca Guadagino or whatever. The guy who did uh, uh, Call, Call Me By, by Your Name. Name. Bones and all. Suspiria. Uh, with uh, Zendaya. Mac, uh, Mike Faced from uh, West Side Story. Yeah. He's a Broadway dude. Yeah. So that's going to be good. Yeah, Gladiator should, 2. That should be good. Gladiator uh, with 2. With Paul Mescal. Uh, but it is by Ridley Scott. So I'm very excited about that. So Michael Showalter, who did Big Sick, um, Lovebirds, he's doing one with Anne Hathaway and Nicholas 
uh, Galitzine. I forget. I don't know how to say his name, but he's from uh, Booksmart. He's like that funny freckled guy. I'm not super thrilled about Mufasa, the Lion King, because yeah, uh, I hated less. the Lion King uh, wannabe live action photorealistic remake. There's a movie called Ballerina, which is like tangential to John Wick. Um, it takes place between the third and fourth, starring Anna de Armas, uh, Keanu Reeves, some, so, of, some of the guys from John Wick. This is all to say there's some exciting movies coming next year. What oh, if we? What if? What if we get Spider Man? What if we get Spider Man? I don't know if 25. we. We haven't heard anything, so I'm thinking 25. It might be 25. We're getting Despicable Me four, so really, I think. Cinema's alive and well. I have like twelve more that I could say yeah. too, and we'll, and we'll obviously like talk about them more. Um, but yeah, we're getting this is our longest podcast, but it's a, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but I guess what I want, and and I guess it's kind of what I was saying about dream scenario. And there's yeah. like a bunch, like they clone Tyrone, and are you there, God? It's me, Gar- Mark. Like I, we could just name a bunch of these movies yeah, that we really kinda, enjoyed. Yeah, that we didn't really even know were coming. And I. Th- you know, I think every year there's, you know, between Godzilla minus between, one. Exactly. That came out of nowhere. No one had any idea. Ex- that you know was what I'm saying? And so I, 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 I would just be surprised if we don't get another 30, 40 movies that are, you know, oh, three, we will. Four, three uh, my, and a half and above. It's know? usually going to be by, for me. I mean, my number one last year was, was, uh, I was going to say Saltburn. <laughs> um, Past lives. Uh, after sun. After sun. Sorry. And this year's is past lives. So, like, what indie film is going to be Jake's exactly. little heartbreaker next year? Yeah. So I'm very intrigued by all you know the, the prospects of 24. Uh, you know, real quick. Again, we're already over here. We are. I told Trevor, yeah, and I said at the beginning, couple of uh, like, what are your kind of some goals that you personally have for 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 film watching, both for the 2024 films and for pre, uh, you know, post other other filling out your your past movies, what are some goals you guys have? I don't have any specific goals more than just a process that I use. And that's, I just go sort letterbox by most popular of all time and just whittle them down. That's on, that's what I'm going to be doing as well. Um, my next is Mulholland drive, which is number like 260. I have a lot more to get through before I'm at that point. Um, this year I got a degree, which is very exciting. I have my degree in music finally. Uh, but I did not focus a lot of time on um, watching movies. I want to go to the theater more. That is a big goal. I went my... to the theater a lot and I want to continue. And to you got platinum that. status on your cinema. I have platinum cinema rewards. So I'm going to make, make sure uh, my boyfriend Tyler definitely reaches platinum this year. I, uh, I've seen 921 of the thousand most popular films on Letterboxd. And You're so I'm, finish I'm 79 from there. I'm just shy of two, or I think I'm like 250 shy of 2,000 films overall watched. How many did you watch this year? This year I watched 356. I got close to the 365. Oh, I want to get to about 450 this year. 450. I watched 100 movies. Basically one and a half a day is what I'm going for. I did one every three days. I'm actually so happy that it ended no, on that's 100. Good. We'll obviously watch about 100-ish, you know, together. Yeah. Um, but I want to watch about 200 new ones, 100 together. Um, and then a, there's a lot of foreign films I want to, I want to watch. And yeah. I want to watch. Yeah. Probably a lot more foreign films is probably the kind of the, the direction I want to go this year. Cause nice. I have a lot of the American ones covered, but foreigns, uh, I have a lot of uh, blind spots there. Well, great. One thing that I would love to see, um, is what the listeners favorites of 2023 are. I think it'd be really interesting to stack theirs against ours, um, and see how they compare. Um, see what, our listeners enjoyed so we'll probably make a social media post this week uh and feel free to comment we would love to hear 
um, what you have to say about this year in movies and what some of your favorite moments, but especially movies are. Also let us know about, you know, if you have some things that you'd want to see from our podcast, if whether that's an activity where we're always thinking of activities. So we're not, we have like our movies kind of planned and we can move, even move those, but our activities, especially. So if you guys are like, Hey, you guys should name your blah, blah, blahs. It's like, yeah, we're, you know, we have some slots open there. Um, certainly. Yeah. We'll have a few of you guys on as well for our, for our guests. We, we tend to, we tend to really like those episodes, get a different perspective. Um, shout out to, Kevin's been on a bunch. Shout out to him as well. He'll be on a bunch this year as well. Yeah. So, well, anyway, that's our very long episode. Hope you enjoyed it. 2023 was amazing. Let's hope 2024 can meet the bar because it's going to be high. Yeah. What a year. It's going to be high. Next week, we have Inception. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Who knows, Sean? Maybe he'll bump above Oppenheimer. We'll see. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, these are great a couple movies. of very great films. Very different. Very much looking forward to seeing them again and talking about them. Same. Anyway, that's 2023, and that's Haywood's take on Hollywood.